I love moving into things that I don't know. I think that's what causes a lot of growth. I sometimes won't know what to do next. I think being resourceful was one of the biggest things that I could have done to get to where I am now. And I think it's gonna continue being one of those, you know, traits that carry me into the places that I hope to go. Welcome to the Lend Me Your Lens podcast, a place to kick back and enjoy conversations for the culture. I'm your host, Corey Emanuel. Conrad Marr, businessman, lifestyle architect, and owner of the brand Painkiller. Welcome to Lend Me Your Lens. Thank you, Corey. So let's let's start at the at the very beginning. So high school dropout, yeah, and former Jiffy Lube employee. Yeah. So how did you get here? How did you get to this space where you are now as a lifestyle architect and owner of your own brand? Man, how do I start this? Um, you know, I think it was just one of those cases where I felt like even down to school, it just wasn't the place that I felt like I needed to learn. You know, um, a lot of different things happened along the way after dropping out junior year, you know, it took a while to figure out things. Yeah. I was at Jiffy Lube for a while. Then that was like the last nine to five that I truly had. I uh, did some marketing for a little bit with a car company, um, aftermarket parts. And I think that kind of just gave me an idea of what it could be like just doing things on your own because I did a lot of freelance marketing for them. Uh, and that led me into music. Yeah, music, did some producing for a while with some friends, traveled a bit, uh, met a lot of people, and then that got me into clothing. Okay. Met some very, uh, very nice people that have kind of shown me the way, kind of like mentors almost, but just a couple years older than me, very successful, very early. Um, and they kind of taught me a lot of things. So now you're Asian American. Yeah. So what stereotypes maybe, what kind of <laughs> obstacles have you had to overcome as an entrepreneur? How have you had to prove yourself? Oh man, that I'm passive, that I'm quiet, uh, that I'll just kind of could be punked into things. But I think uh, I'm far from that. I mean, the neighborhood I grew up in is not that type of neighborhood. Um, and you grew up in Seattle, Washington. So yeah. how did how did that come about? Because obviously you have parents who oh, yeah. I'm thinking probably didn't grow up here. Um, oh, so yeah. how did that transition happen for your family to even to be here in the United States? So my mom actually immigrated to uh, Washington right after college. Uh, she just needed, she told me that she needed a change. She wanted something different. Uh, my dad though, he was, uh, he's American born. And how have your parents influenced your career path? In what ways have their own inspirations and ambitions influenced you as an entrepreneur? I think my dad really influenced me because he worked extremely hard. You know, he was born at the end of the Great Depression. So he's, he's 90 this year. And I have an older brother who's 56. If that puts thing, anything into perspective, I have a younger brother who's 27. So there's this huge gap. And I think because he was just constantly working, it just reminded me that, like, you know what, you can achieve a lot. You know, he raised six kids. Yeah. Um, and I think by any means, that's a success. Yeah. You know, so I think for me, it was just always instilled to just put everything you can in everything that you do. Okay. Um, and then also be happy with it and, and care for the family that you have around you. Mm -hmm. Now with Painkiller, 
why did you decide to be here in Los Angeles, California? And, and how has that fueled the success of your brand being here mm. in LA? California is kind of the mecca for CrossFit, uh, the exact area that we decided to focus on first. Um, you know, there's a lot of different fitness brands out there and they all kind of operate within the same space, whether it's bodybuilding or, um, you know, mixed martial arts, you see that. But CrossFit is a sport that's been around, but now really starting to catch steam in mainstream. Um, and with all the different gyms out here, we kind of took on this guerrilla marketing tactic, right? And instead of, you know, trying to place it all on just ambassadors, we're going into gyms, talking to coaches, talking to the owners and putting it on the coaches. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to take this approach that's really homegrown versus just blasting into the space right. and see how people react. Well, and I think, so you hit on something about that, that strategy, right? You mm -hmm. thought about CrossFit, which we know is a major <laughs> cult kind of phenomenon that right. has taken over the world, really. So what advice would you give to someone who they want to get in, in this life, lifestyle kind of fitness industry? Um, talk a little bit about your strategy, about how you decided, like, this is where I want to be. These are, this is my audience. This is who I want to pursue. You know, I'd say in the past five years, fitness has become a big thing for me. And so the thing is, I'm a consumer too, right? Uh, if I'm a consumer, there's products that I would normally buy. Uh, so I started thinking about what were those products? What do I see issues in? Um, or what would I just like to see? You know, not even just with the product itself, but also how they're push pushing that product out there, you know, portraying it. And so, you know, with that, we started breaking down uh, you know, is it the type of imagery that we push out into the marketplace? Um, and then what type of lifestyle do we have to build around it? Um, you know, and having the apparel background, I think helped a lot though. Um, and then the creative agency side definitely helped a lot too, because we understand the design portion of it. Um, but yeah. Okay. Now you said something earlier about when you dropped out of high school and you were kind of coming into yourself and, and figuring out, you know, I learned differently and perhaps this whole school thing isn't for me. And I think there's this idea that, you know, you, you go to high school and you go to college and that's sort of the path to success. But I feel like so many people have just completely blown that theory out of the water. So since you didn't go that traditional path, what would you say have been some of your like greatest learning educational moments throughout your career? Um. You know, I saved up a lot of money working at Jiffy Lube in the marketing, trying to start that first company. And it, I fell kind of flat on my face for the first six months. Uh, but I went into it thinking that I knew everything. You know, I, I thought that I understood exactly what the market was gonna look for, how to sell it, how to get into people's hands. That was not the case. <laughs> so I think one of the greatest things that I got from it was remaining humble recognizing that you don't know everything and every person that you meet is going to teach you something um, whether that's how to maneuver or what to look for even in yourself you know now one of the things i peeped on your website painkiller.com is you talk about that you know failure is is part of the process mm -hmm. and you become better as a result of it so what has been one of those failures that you have would say that certainly made you better as a person Wow. One of the failures, my 
my failures, I have quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I have quite a few that have gotten me here. I'd say one of the biggest failures that I had uh, was recognizing that I need to just focus my energy. You know, I think when you're young and when you're trying to pursue all these different things and ideas, you know, you think that you can tackle them all. And that was a huge failure for me. You know, it definitely didn't allow me to grow as quickly, or I believe it didn't allow me to grow as quickly as I could have. Uh, but in the past several years, learning to just say no to things, mm. you know, learning to say, you know, I, I eliminate this doubt um, in those ideas because those, it's not doubt in those ideas, it's just doubt in my ability to execute that one. Mm. So let me put my energy into the things that I do focus on and that I know that I can do. Right. Now, you're not doing all this alone. No. You actually have a, a business partner mm -hmm. who's also your significant other. Yeah, yeah, my So girlfriend. talk a little bit about when you figured out, okay, I can do it on my own and I actually want to do it with someone that's not just my friend. Talk about sort of that dynamic of, of your business partnership. Um, I've had a couple of business partners, okay. so I've learned a lot about just communication and uh, working with other people on that way, right? Because it's very different than managing a team uh, because as a business partner, I had to say, okay, well, we both have an equal say in this. I respect your vision because you and I have to align that way in order for this to grow in that direction. Um, you know, I sat there and I was thinking, painkiller is a cool idea, but I'm just one perspective. You know, I'm not always right. Uh, you know, I'm probably wrong a lot more than, than right, but I feel like you need somebody that's honest and I know she's honest with me, mm. you know? Like I, I'm gonna present an idea and if it gets challenged, I know she's not coming from a place that's out of, uh, you know, aggression or, you know, just because she wants to disagree with me. Right. She has a reason right. um, and I'm willing to listen to that. And I think that we balance each other out very well like that. Yeah. Plus she has some strengths that I don't have, you know, um, whether it comes to the management of the day-to-days um, and her and I both have production experience, but she knows how to get into the details of managing larger teams than I do. Um, I'm more of the creative side, right? Yeah. 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 So it sounds like it, it was really a matter of balance, right? Yeah. And finding a business partner who maybe had strengths that you didn't have. Absolutely. Um, and I think I've found that in my own life, specifically when you talk about the honesty part. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in your 20s and you're young, you kind of want yes men around you, right? You want yeah. people who are going to kind of affirm that, you know, what you're doing is dope. Right. But there, there's something that, that happens when you are willing to say, you know what, I actually need some critique. Mm. I need some people around me that are going to sharpen me in ways that perhaps I'm not my sharpest. Right. So. You also have another business partner, yeah, another yeah. brand, um, Success Lab. Right. So talk to me a little bit about what Success Lab is. So uh, we're a turnkey creative agency. We do everything from identity and branding all the way to corporate swag packs. Um, I started that company about four and a half, well, this is the fifth year, actually. Um, and about two years in, my brother was at Microsoft and he was in this way where he said, well, do I really wanna be here? Like, is this what's making me happy? And so I told him, I was like, man, why don't we do this together? Like, why don't we build together? Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're my brother, I can trust you. Right. Like, uh, and we obviously are honest with each other. Right. So he left Microsoft and joined me. And uh, the past three years we've been building since. Sure. Yeah, but um, I mean, we, we touch everything, marketing, SEO, uh, 
Yeah, even apparel production with the swag packs. Yeah. So now, now we're getting in sort of to these multiple revenue streams, right? Right. Why is that important? Because earlier we talked about you know focus and not mm -hmm. trying to do too much. Right. But now you're you've you've gotten to a place where you've established multiple brands, right? Mm -hmm. Two different companies. So why is that important in this day and age to sort of think about how do we diversify as a business, as a brand? I think it's growth. You know, um, when you put all your eggs in one basket, and I, I really hate to always put that out there, but I believe things have expiration dates. You know, now whether that's two years, whether that's, you know, 30 years, um, I, I believe that you can't always expect to stand on one specific, especially as a business owner, right? Um, you know, you always need to start changing and adapt and evolve. Uh, so what we were doing is just adding different products to our product suite in order to be able to allow us to expand into different areas. I mean, if you were to look at our business structure as a whole, even with Success Lab, you know, not all of it focuses on just say web development or not all of it is in identity and branding, right? We have areas that we have more business in, you know, in one year and then less business in the next year. And so, you know, luckily we've had success in being able to grow. So now that's why we started to expand on that. But in the early stages with Success Lab, it actually all started as like almost like a freelance graphic designer, right? Like, oh, here, let me take this project. Um, oh, that one seems fun. Let me do this web development thing over here. Um, and then as we grew that, we started realizing, well, what else can we offer to these clients because they trust us, you know, that we're going to execute and deliver everything that we said we would. Um, Painkiller, on the other hand, like we're focusing on really the lifestyle aspect of it, right? Um, which is why majority of our stuff is very branded right now. But once people recognize that and we can start pushing forward into other types of product categories, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Right. Now, what makes people you feel want to adopt a certain brand? Like what is what are some key things that a brand has to have to really get that following that we know so many people want? Um, in my category, I think it really has to do with uh, inspiration or just something that you aspire for, right? The thing is, is that this generation, I, I believe, has kind of moved into this area where it's, you know, they don't care. Like, they do, but they don't care about, like, oh, is this a designer brand name right there, right? They're more, of, they're more worried about, like, well, no, what's the social aspect of it? Like, what does this mean to me? Does that make me a better person? Um, you know, and I'm, I guess I can't speak for all brands, but I do feel like that that's where a lot of things have been moving socially, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we try to put a strong focus with everything that we do. Like for Painkiller, it's, you know, just progression. It's a choice, right? And we hope that people choose to progress in their lives, mm -hmm. um, whether that's through health and fitness, whether that's in their career paths, like that's what we want to push. Um, and it's not always a pretty picture, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know that's what what that's what really resonated with me about your brand is someone who was an avid CrossFitter, um, unfortunately had to have two back surgeries. Um, not that I think all of that came from working out too hard, but I know going into those surgeries, what helped my healing process was the fact that I had been so active. Mm. So for me. You know, I don't look at the pain as this negative in my life. I look at it as a way of making myself better. 
yeah. just like you said, that that progression in life. So for me, I think for anyone who you know views whatever ups and downs of life that they have, um, but they have an outlet such as working out, I feel like your brand speaks to that person. Hmm. So, yeah, we hope. Yeah, I mean, it's a journey, right? Yeah, we should embrace it. Absolutely. Now, one of the things we do here at Lemme Your Lens is we go to social media. We see, okay, what is your brand as an entrepreneur on social media? Does it mirror what your brands are? And so one of your hashtags that you often use is into the shadows. Yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit about what into the shadows means for you? It's uh, going into the unknown. You don't always know what's there. Well, I, actually, I think it's two things for me. Um, you know, I'm not a big person on everybody knowing exactly everything I do. You know, majority of the people that I meet actually have no clue what I do until they have to ask in depth. Uh, but it's because I don't feel a need to always have to push it out there. You know, I think if people discover Painkiller or if people discover Success Lab, of course I'm happy. But I don't want to have to feel a need that, you know, it's because I had to shove it in their face for them to recognize it. The second piece is that um, I love moving into things that I don't know. I think that's what causes a lot of growth. You know, everything that I've done so far and I still do is uh, trying to put myself in places that I sometimes won't know what to do next. You know, it causes me to start thinking and become resourceful. And I think being resourceful was one of the biggest things that I could have done to get to where I am now. And I think it's gonna continue being one of those you know, traits that carry me into the places that I hope to go. Now, last question for you. Where do you see your brand going from here, going from where it is now? Like if you, if you think three, five years from now, what is sort of the next level or next phase of Painkiller? If I were to talk about the five-year goal, we definitely want to be selling as an international brand. Okay. I mean, we just started getting orders actually from Australia, which was exciting. Um, and we are now focusing our attention into Brazil. And we hope to bring Painkiller to this point that it can not only just operate as a brand and uh, go outside of apparel, but really create this give back to the community because community is a big piece here. Yeah. You know, um, I think in anything that you do, it's not a one person team. Yeah. You know, it's, it really comes down to a community of people that are all pushing towards the same goal. And if we fall, we get back up and move forward together. Right. And you're already thinking about some ways to sort of give back to the community. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what you're thinking about doing in your, your hometown. Uh, we've been exploring some ideas. You know, the school area that I went to, they closed a lot of schools down because funding just wasn't there. And so knowing that these kids were being pushed out to the remaining schools, um, you know, the school I went to, even playing just like basketball and having fun, um, as a kid, you're getting these jerseys that have been passed down. You know, you could tell that they're worn out. The screen prints are cracked. The seams are coming loose a little bit. Um, and, you know, it doesn't always have to be like that. One of the schools that we played had brand new jerseys every single year. And it's because of the, the area that they grew up in. And so we were thinking, why not do and provide uniforms to kids for extracurricular activities, you know, help keep them um, out of the things they don't need to be doing and focused on the things that are for personal growth and just good for them or something that they want to do, yeah. right? right? Yeah. That's dope, man. So tell, tell our viewers how they can um, find out more about you and your brand, Painkiller. Uh, you could find us on social media. It's Painkiller Official 
and uh, that's P-A-I-N-K-L-L-R or painkiller.com. Spelled the exact same way. Sweet. Hey,